Live from Cap Radio in Sacramento, this is Insight. I'm your host, Vicki Gonzalez. California has an affordable housing crisis. Not only has it become more expensive to build a home, but also to buy and rent. And for those who are middle to low income, it can be almost impossible and at its most extreme, exacerbating an already crisis level of homelessness in our communities. For some context, a report published last year by the nonprofit California Housing Partnership here in Sacramento County alone, there is a shortage of nearly 60,000 affordable homes for its lowest income residents. And California as a whole needs to build 2.5 million homes by 2030 to keep up with demand. But the state says some cities are flouting affordable housing laws, and that is coming with legal consequences. Last week, the Newsom administration sued Elk Grove, accusing the city of discriminating against low-income families. And this follows a similar lawsuit against Huntington Beach in Southern California. All of this raises questions about how far the state will or can go. Joining us is San Francisco Chronicle legal affairs reporter Robert Igelko to help us better understand what is a complex legal issue. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. So let's start off with some context and, and go back several years to 2017. That's when California passed a law that was authored by Senator Scott Weiner of San Francisco. Can you explain what this law requires cities to do in terms of approving low-income housing? Yeah, uh, this law is uh, SB 35 by Senator Weiner, took effect in 2018, and uh, it uh, basically shortens the uh, timetable for approving uh, uh, housing uh, construction, housing units, uh, in which uh, at least half of them are affordable to uh, lower-income households, and it also, and it has to be in a residential area. So we're not talking about building it on the edge of the woods. And uh, uh, it, it uh, has to, the, the, the speed up is in places, which is a large number of cities that have not met uh, you know, the state standards for, uh, uh, you know, for, for affordable housing. And under SB 35, the approval is speeded up. Uh, developers can uh, get these things done in uh, 90 or 180 days, depending on the size of the project. Uh, under the current rule, uh, there also has to be uh, a percentage of the uh, of the workforce that is uh, that's unionized, basically, uh, uh, and it has to be consistent with local zoning. I'll get back to that in a moment. Uh, Senator, the, the the law is scheduled to expire in 2025. Senator Weir has introduced a bill to renew it, make it permanent, uh, but he is also proposing to repeal the requirement for the unionized workforce, which has brought him some uh, organized labor opposition right now. It's uncertain where that's going. But basically, this is a speed-up uh, uh, speed up approval laws called ministerial. One of the things it eliminates is the need to conduct an environmental impact study, environment, EIR, environmental impact review of these projects, which is often used by uh, folks who oppose it to uh, basically block uh, block construction. But that's uh, the law that the, uh, the state invoked in the. Uh, the suit against El Grove, I can get into that uh, yeah. right now if you want to. Uh, but uh, uh, 
Well, the, uh, so so essentially, so essentially, when it comes, just so we're clear, so when it comes to this law, six years ago when it was passed, it was signed into law. Essentially, it's to expedite, you know, and to quickly approve low-income housing, right? Because we have a shortage of over two million units in the state. We're now six years into this. Has this law been successful? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's been used to speed up approval. I'm reading a report uh, a year or so old at least 18,000 units, uh, uh, which is, you know, nowhere near enough. In California, also from what I'm reading, is has the highest, just about the highest housing cost in the state, and it ranks 49th among the 50 states for housing units per capita. Yeah, it's speeded up, but yes, we are still in bad shape in terms of affordability, and the state is trying to... Uh, enforce that through this law. Uh, a, a city that the state also sued, Huntington Beach, uh, a few years ago, tried to challenge the law in court and said that it uh, interfered with uh, you know, local authority over, uh, uh, over zoning laws and, and you know, basically their land use. Uh, a judge ruled against them and upheld the law, and the city did not uh, appeal. The law still in effect. I'll get into uh, you know, in a minute. I think uh, where the state versus local uh, uh, conflict lies. But yeah, the law is working. But the problem is a lot bigger. Yeah, I mean, and that really is at the the crux of this issue. So when you're talking about, I think you said sixteen thousand units. I mean, it's really just a drop in the bucket. So progress has been slow, yep. and now there's this recent yep. development in just the last month or so. Mm-hmm. Right, the the state is now cracking down on what it calls bad actors. Cities, you know, Huntington Beach is included. Just recently, we have the city of Elk Grove and the state attorney general Rob Bonta is arguing that they are flouting. They are disregarding regarding affordable housing laws. Let's just start with the Sacramento County neighborhood first, the city of Elk Grove. What stands out to you about the arguments that are being made in this lawsuit? Well, uh, Elk Grove says we are not uh, you know, denying uh, uh, this because of, uh, uh, of its uh, affordable housing. Uh, we are denying it because it violates our Zoning rules, and our zoning rules say that in this area of town, uh, you may not have uh, residential uh, construction on the ground floor. Got to have retail or restaurants or whatever, uh, and that's you know that, that's certainly local authority. And in fact, the uh, SB 35 says uh, you know you must the new housing must comply. With the zoning rules, uh, you know, a concession obviously to local authority over land use. But the state counters, well, uh, you, Elk Grove, approved a market rate housing uh, project in the same area that uh, does not have, that, that has residential construction on the ground floor. So you don't, you're not really serious about uh, enforcing uh, the local zoning just when it comes to affordable housing. Obviously, that's going to be uh, decided by uh, a judge. The city uh, denies it, but it certainly comes back to the question of state versus local authority over these uh, over these matters. And the, the, the exception for zoning is, as I said, kind of a, a concession or at least a recognition by the state that we can regulate issues of statewide interest 
and you, the locals, can regulate, you know, issues of local concern, like, you know, uh, who uses what part of your uh, land and whether you can zone and things like that. And the state says, you know, you're not, you're not really applying the uh, zoning here. You're just discriminating against uh, affordable uh, housing, low-cost housing, and the people who live there. And we know who they are. I mean, they're poor. They're non-white. And uh, the state uh, says we, uh, in enforcing our law, need to ensure the local governments, regardless of their, their politics and regardless of their ethnicity, treat poor people, non-white people uh, equally, particularly when they need it. And, and you know, I'd like to get into, if you have I'd like to get into where the courts have uh, uh, gone on that state versus uh, local thing because they have issued a, a number right. of rulings over the years that have uh, uh, kind of you know reflected their approach to where can the state rule on issues of statewide concern uh, versus uh, what authority do the, the local governments have to, and we'll get you know, to that we'll, we'll get sure, to no that problem. we'll get to that legal precedent in just a moment because sure. that that's an important piece of this you, you given that this is the second lawsuit of its kind in like a month right because the state sued the city of Elk Grove they also sued Huntington Beach right. and as you mentioned there's already <laughs> been uh, some legal issues between the city of of Huntington Beach as and the state and the court ruled in the state's favor I interviewed Attorney General Rob Bonta following the Huntington Beach lawsuit. I want you to listen to part of what his argument is, and then we can unpack it on the back end. When you have a statewide crisis, like, like our housing unaffordability crisis, we need everyone to participate in a solution. No one, no city, no jurisdiction needs to do everything, but every city and every jurisdiction needs to do something. They need to contribute to the solution. And the way to determine what your obligation and duty is, is simple. Just follow the law of the state of California. Don't flout it. Don't ignore it. Don't willfully or blatantly or brazenly or egregiously violate it. That's what Huntington Beach has done. And that has now been extended to the city of Elk Grove. You know, I use that soundbite or that excerpt of their conversation because, you know, the state's argument, it comes across as kind of a, a blanket argument that you need to follow the state's law. But when it comes to uh, cities like Huntington Beach and Elk Grove, what leeway legally do local governments have on this issue? Well, uh, it depends on whether the issue is... Uh, as the uh, courts have put it, a matter of statewide concern, which is the uh, which the state can regulate, or uh, the needs of local government to uh, uh, meet the special needs of their uh, of their residents. And that line sometimes is clear and sometimes not so clear. Uh, I, I just want to mention a couple of examples, if you have a moment. Yeah, please. Uh, back in yeah. back in 1969, the California Supreme Court allowed the city of San Francisco to require registration of all guns owned in the city where the state was not requiring it. The, uh, uh, the court decided that that's, you know, that, that's something that... Uh, that's something that met a specific local need. Uh, likewise, in uh, uh, 1986, uh, the city of Berkeley uh, was trying to ban 
electroshock therapy as mental health treatment. Uh, the uh, state did not ban it, and a court of appeals said, Berkeley, no, uh, you can't do that because the state decided that electroshock therapy, however controversial, is a health need, and uh, you're, uh, you're prohibiting that. On the other hand, uh, the... Uh, uh, when uh, the city of Los Angeles, way back in the 60s, uh, uh, banned sex between unmarried uh, people, they, 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 they simply passed an ordinance that said you can't do that. Uh, the uh, state Supreme Court uh, said no, uh, that violates, uh, that's preempted by state laws, and that's an issue of statewide concern. Uh, and... Uh, in, uh, in you know, so the, the question becomes: Is our housing needs uh, a sufficient issue of statewide concern that override local uh, authority to regulate their land use? And I don't know. I mean, one uh, law professor I consulted said it seems pretty likely that, given the situation in California, uh, it needs. Uh, housing needs, housing shortages are a matter of statewide concern. And as long as the state complies with things like zoning, uh, it seems likely that it can enforce uh, a law requiring local governments to do things that they might not otherwise do. Well, Bob, thank you so much. I can see why your your job as a legal affairs reporter is always interesting. <laughs> you, you bet. You bet. It's, you, you learn something. I mean, I've been doing this for 50 plus years and you learn something every day. And I just I just want to listen to people who know way more than I do and pass what they say on to the readers. Hey, I, I hey, I'm in the same boat, except you are, are the smarter person in this in this in this respect. <laughs> uh, Robert, <laughs> Thank you. Robert Agelko is a San Francisco Chronicle legal affairs reporter.